Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. You want to answer some more questions? Yeah, you felt well enough to rewrite the opening, did you? Uh Uh-huh. And welcome to yet another episode of Pandas Talking Games as we careen ever closer to episode 100. I am one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. Hey, Phil. Yes? How's your arm? It's doing a lot better. You actually saw it in action. I did. It was moving in stuffs. It's, um... It's 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 doing it's actually doing a lot better. I'm to the point where I have I don't know probably eighty percent of my mobility back. Not all of my strength. I would say probably about sixty percent of my strength back. But I don't have to do any of the like things the OT showed me for like how to put on a shirt. Like I can just put on a shirt. I put my backpack on the backpack. I broke my arm in. Yeah. I couldn't use a backpack for a while because I couldn't put my left hand you know up to get it over to yep but i moved all my gear back into it this week or uh today and uh was like well i can sling it over a shoulder if i need to but i was like well let's just see if i could actually put my backpack on and the answer is yes i can put my backpack on so hooray huzzah (laughs) i was very excited i'm happy to have my rush 12 backpack back with me um it is by no means a bad luck charm i already threw out the bad luck charm um boots and it's not icy out anyway so i'm not worried in the least but it's nice to have my backpack back and it's nice to have most of my mobility back i go to the doctor on wednesday to see what the next um step will be because up to this point again it's don't hold anything heavier than a cell phone don't uh what's called no load bearing so i can't like you know lean on like i can't push myself up with it or anything like that and, uh, and don't, don't fall, fall. <laughs> uh yeah by the way let's just bring this up the weather <laughs> forecast for denver when i came out to uh-huh. genghis khan um, i told you that was, was gonna happen warm 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 I told you that was going to happen. And so I showed up in right? a sweatshirt and sneakers. Uh-huh. What happened? Uh-huh. It snowed twice. Yeah. Like not an insignificant amount of snow twice. Uh-huh. And it was I, cold. I, I told you that was going to happen. Right. I warned you well, I that wasn't that was going to happen. I wasn't worried about the cold. I was more worried about falling down. I, I went I went yeah. full on buffalo for the cold. Like I you just. totally did. I was impressed. <laughs> I know. You're like bundled up in like this like. It was like. 20 degrees it was like not 17. warm and you're like whatever there's no humidity i can't I couldn't even feel the cold <laughs> I, I seriously like we walked outside i'm like nah, i'm fine like i put my hood up that I, I think i did that i put my hood up to keep my ears warm right yeah so anyway uh my arm's doing great uh, which means that in probably a few weeks, and I say a few weeks because uh, we're getting close to episode 100, which is going to be a non-standard episode anyway. It's going to be crazy. And um, in the middle of this, we're going to break out con exactly in Toronto. Yeah. Yes. So because of that, I think we're going to keep this quick shot format 
for a couple more weeks, but towards the end of March, I think you will see us do uh, a return to our standard format as I am um, in typing uh, in typing shape. Like I am able to sit at the Yay. desk and now type now for um, an extended period of time, and I'm you know back at work and all that stuff. So. Yeah, expect us to go back to the one-shots and campaigns, as we are so well-known for, in another couple of weeks. In the meantime, we're going to clear off some more of our quick questions. And um, yep. if you're new to the show, this is not our regular format. And normally, I would just tell you to go back and listen to our backlog. <laughs> but it's, our Some of it is there. <laughs> yeah, our backlog is currently being backfilled after our website yep. uh, disaster, which you can hear more about on uh, Misdirected Mark. Uh, Mm -hmm. Anyway, why don't you tell us what we are going to do for tonight? Yeah, so we're going to keep doing some more of these grab bags slash AMA ask us anything kind of episodes for a little bit where we're just kind of relying on people to ask fun questions for us to answer. Um, We don't have a script or anything. Um, We're just kind of bouncing ideas around and uh, and kind of having fun. And hopefully you guys enjoy these weird little jaunts into question answering um, as much as we've enjoyed answering them. <laughs> um, so let's get on with some questions. And our questions tonight are actually all from Evan, who emailed us a fantastic email. And he asked, Dear Pandas, I am an adventuring goblin who has happened upon a team of dungeon divers who have accepted me as one of their band. The only issue is that I constantly face the temptation to smack them over the head and steal all the treasure for myself. What should I do? Sincerely, Anger Management. Well, Anger Management, um, I don't know. In my experience playing in a party like that, I've gone both ways, right? (laughs) I have both stolen from the party and I have not stolen from the party. What's your experience, Phil? Uh, Well, since I GM far more than I've uh, played, I, uh, for the times that I have played rogues, I pretty much do not steal from the party. Um, (laughs) I find that to be kind of a big no-no. It It happened a lot. It was problematic when I did it. (laughs) Yeah, it was problematic when you did it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it was done in parties I played in in the 80s, but uh, we also murdered a couple thieves uh, that did that. So, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's, oh, that's fair. So anger management, um, I think that uh, the first part of our answer for you is that if you do that, you might get murdered. So maybe that's a good reason not to. So attack them in their sleep and slit their throats and then just take all the treasure. Right. Coup de gras. And then, yeah. you know, as much as you can carry. And yep. absolutely. Off yeah. Yep. Do that. Yep. Do that rather than just casually stealing from the party. Casually stealing from the party right. is going to get you in a lot of trouble, but outright murder and take all their stuff. Well, that's what adventurers yeah. are all about anyway. So if you get them yeah. and, and first of all, if they have accepted you as a goblin and went to sleep <laughs> with you in their presence, they basically <laughs> have dumb. it coming to them. Yeah. Yeah. They basically yeah. deserve to be killed. Honestly, they should have murdered you first after they discovered your usefulness was over. Yeah. So. So just see it as preemptive. Yeah, get them before they get you is what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now, <laughs> do you want to talk about this as an actual uh, as an actual table uh, issue? Yeah, yeah, no, but we had to answer it as a goblin issue Yeah, first. no, no, absolutely. So now answering it from the GMing side um, and playing right. style. So what we're really talking about here is the idea of uh, betrayal of the party, backstabbing the party, stealing from the party, like... Like all of those things, it's essentially a betrayal at its um, at its simplest form. 
Yeah, at right? the core of it. Yeah, whether yeah. you took something, whether you gave information, whether you aided the enemy, whether you... God, it happens all the time. Um, yeah. It can happen all the time. And it's essentially, yep. it's a betrayal issue. So betrayals are problematic. And um, there's a number of things that um, they can result in. I figure we can just kind of truck through this list going back and forth. Uh, I'll start with the first one, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, the first thing it's going to do is it's going to break down trust between the offender and the rest of the party. Yeah, which is not good. And then there might also be retribution against the offender. So that's what you were talking about. Like, if somebody steals something, they might get murdered back. Yeah. It's it's kind of because of the next point, right? Yeah. The thing that uh, then happens when, uh, when you have one of these betrayals is that the game switches from a collaborative mode where, hey, we're all working together to survive the dungeon and, you know, get our treasure and split it and, you know, that kind of thing to more of a competitive model where it's like, well, I got to watch out for me over the rest of the party and I got to get what's mine before somebody else tries to take it. Uh, and that dynamic becomes highly dysfunctional. Yeah. And dungeons are a place where you need to cooperate and you need to use all of your skills and resources to keep like to keep ahead of the monsters, the traps and everything else. But the second that you have um, changed this dynamic from cooperation into competition, now things are going to get really dicey and you lose your main advantage in beating the dungeon, which was working as a team. Yep. Which is very bad, which is the last point that we have to this is that it isolates the defender, which is part of that whole like team dissolving badness because uh, nobody's going to trust that person anymore. And not just necessarily the character, but also in the game, the player themselves, right? Yeah, it's really really problematic. So the things that I have seen happen is that, one, this very quickly escalates from a character problem to a player problem. Very quickly. I have a story. Yeah, so (laughs) um, what happens is that the character does it, And perhaps the player who's playing that thief thinks it's funny, right? Like, I'm going to take, like, I'm going to take the fighter's sword. And then, like, when we get ambushed at the night, the fighter's going to reach down and not find a sword. Ha 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 ha, right? Except that the fighter takes it, like, the wrong way, gets attacked, barely, like, barely escapes with his life because he had to fight off, like, an ogre with with a dagger instead of, like, you know, his magical sword of ogre decapitation or something. And when the encounter, and when the encounter's over... The fighter is probably upset, but usually the player is upset because they were put at a disadvantage when they lost something that was theirs. Yep. And so very quickly, that player wants that retribution or that player isolates the the offending, the character who offended, you know, stole, etc. As a GM, this thing can get really messy. It can go from a character thing to all of a sudden players are yelling at each other. Uh, it's happened at tables I've played at before. Uh, it's happened at tables that I've played at before, too. And I'm not going to lie, because part of the reason that I'm really familiar with this is I did it. Yeah, so, I, I was the person who stole a thing once. Yeah, so, and I'm going to say that once because I never did it again because it was not a good result, right? Do you want to <laughs> like, tell the whole story? Do you want to tell like how it happened? and? Yeah, I totally tell. So the was, story. This, was, so this I was, Shelzy, was this was this Shelzy Foggy Bottom? <laughs> I 
swear you just pick a different random last name every single time. And it always has bottom in it. And no, there's no bottom in her name. Chelsea Wetnap. No. (laughs) This is only getting worse. Okay. So, yes, it was Chelsea Oak Jumper. Jeez. Phil. It was my Kender. And she was a Kender rogue. So let me tell the story as it actually unfolded from a character perspective. And then I have a little bit of psychology in terms of how it unfolded from a player perspective, right? Because there are two parts to this. So I can explain why this ended up happening. So from a character perspective, I mean, they, they sort of meld a little bit. But from a character's perspective, what happened, the story was I unlocked a room. I snuck in and made sure that it was all safe. And then I, I looked around to see what was in the room and the ranger walked in right behind me as I was seeing what was in the room. And before I had a chance to pick anything up, he picked up all of the things and they were all magical and they were all awesome. And see, this is where it bleeds over a little bit immediately, right? Because as a kinder, I probably shouldn't have cared. But as a player, I was really annoyed, right? And additionally, as a player... This wasn't the first time that this had happened, right? Like this was a player who was constantly jumping in the moment there was something to grab and grabbing it before anybody else could grab it, right? So specifically, there was a ring and this was a genius magical item. And I don't know if it was Travis's or if it was in the book of the Temple of Elemental Evil. I, I, he customized a lot of things, so I have no idea. Somebody who's played Return to the Temple of Elemental Evil, tell me. So there was a ring. It was basically kind of like a keychain. And on it were a number of little colored sticks. And so it was bright and shiny and jangly and not very big. It was like a, you know, a keychain kind of thing. And each of the sticks had a different um, spell on them. So that you could cast them by breaking the sticks. So you could cast them once. So we went on our merry way. Well, that night, player Senda was kind of annoyed that player Senda hadn't been able to pick up any of the magical items in this room, there were like three or four that, you know, character Shelzy had gone in and done all the work for. So we had a kinder moment. Me and Shelzy had a kinder moment and we passed a note to the GM and that little keychain full of sticks was no longer with the ranger. It was absolutely in my pouch. Fast forward several battles. <laughs> Right? Because here's where it goes wrong. Here it comes. Fast forward several battles. We are in a bad situation, right? And so Ranger reaches for the circle of sticks to start trying some sticks and see if something's going to help. And Travis says, you don't have it. And he goes, excuse me? And I look sort of slightly contrite and yet kind of snickering because... Right? <laughs> like, it was kind of funny. Yeah. And at that point, it descended into he was very angry with me as a player. I was very angry with him as a player to start out with. So really what it comes down to is it became an in-character way to avoid communicating about a problem that we were having at the table as players. Right? But then it became an in-game thing mm-hmm. and an in-game problem and an in-game trust issue Fortunately, after that, we worked it out and I didn't steal from the party anymore. I mean, we just we played it as character stuff, but nothing important ever disappeared again. Right. That was my lesson learned. But uh... so that's interesting because that's a case where a player issue pushed down into the character layer and manifested itself. But it also then fed right back to the player level. To the player layer. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) 
It so, was bad. That's my story. Don't yeah. do that, you guys. Right. So let, <laughs> so we're going to break that down a little um, and add a couple yep. things to it about things you should not do if you're going to do this. Yeah, so don't do let's these just things. Say, let's just say that you are, like, you've made up your mind you're going to steal from the party. Here are a few okay. tips. Yes. Uh, number one, do not use the alignment slash it's what my character would do defense. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so um, don't be like, I'm a Kender. Of course I took it. Right. For As a reference, <laughs> my first article I ever wrote for Gnome Stew debunks this argument and basically tells you why it's no longer valid. So don't. Just don't. It's a terrible one. It makes people want to take their pencils and push them into your face. Um, yes. So never. Ne- just never. Don't, never don't do, do the one that's like, but I'm chaotic, dude. I always steal from the party. Yeah, don't. Right. I would I would stab I, a, I, I would stab care. a player for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> step step two. two. The next thing that Senda that that very new role player Senda did wrong. Do not pass a note to the GM. <laughs> right. This is so because here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna pass a note to the GM, and that's gonna everybody at the table's anybody at the table who's paying attention is gonna be like, why is she passing a note? Right? Like uh-huh. And they're going to get suspicious, right? Because what Uh are you doing that you need to pass notes to the GM? Yep. Now, if they catch you stealing, the Mm -hmm. next time you need to pass a note to the GM Mm -hmm. for anything, Mm -hmm. you will instantly be judged by the players who will push it right back down to their characters. Uh Uh-huh. Because again, as we said before, this is a trust issue. Right, you broke the trust of the group. So the next time you repeat the act of passing a note, even if the GM passes you the note first, you're screwed. You're screwed. Yeah. yeah. And the other problem with it is by passing a note to the GM directly, you are basically messing with that player's agency as a character, right? Absolutely. Which is yep. Part of why it pisses people off. Like don't mess with other people's agency. Yep. And and by don't pass notes to the GM. Don't text them. Don't send them an email nope. the next night. Just no nope. don't 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 we're gonna talk about do the do's in a second. And yes. this is a- <laughs> don't do this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next point one. the third. My third mistake. Uh-huh. <laughs> do not steal things that are critical or valuable from the party. If yes. you notice in the if you notice in the first of the Dragonlance books, uh-huh. um, Tasselhoff doesn't steal anything that's considered valuable at the time he stole it. Right, like when yes. they empty his pockets, he's got like trinkets and he's got like mm-hmm. Tannis's wedding ring. Right, like. It was his wedding character. Moment. I think so. Yeah, but it's character important things, but not actually like he didn't take critical like, tactical right, things. Like, he didn't take the cleric's like rod of healing. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so this was, and this is how what I learned and how I have played at Kender ever since then. Right. Right. <laughs> but yeah, mistake the third. Right. Don't, don't take critical objects. Right. Don't take anything <laughs> iconic. Don't. Take the wizard spell components. Don't take the cleric's holy symbol. Don't take Uh the fighter's sword. Like, don't, don't, don't. Take, like, little things, like their favorite quill. Like, the things that, like, when they're at camp, they're like, oh, dang it, Shelzy Fogbottom. Like, why did, you know. (laughs) It's Oak Jumper. Number four. Thing. What was the fourth thing that you did the wrong? The fourth thing that I did wrong. I like this story as like a, it's like a, it's like a, um. It's like, it's a, like a story a that teaches a lesson. 
If there's right. only a name it, for a story that a teaches a parable. lesson. There a we go. Parable. <laughs> this is my gamer's parable, right? Like yes. learn from my mistakes, my friends. So the fourth thing I did wrong is don't use in-game actions to vent table dynamic issues. So oh. what was the correct way for me to deal with the situation where I was annoyed with this player for swooping in and always grabbing all of the treasure after I did all of the sneaky work and like lock picking and trap finding to make sure it was safe for us to go into every single one of these rooms. The Backstab his character and be, drive him to the ground dead. Or I mean, communicate. That's or communicate. An option. Communicate communication. might be the other option. Yeah. Communication seems like a really good adult way to deal with this. That is something I did not do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very bad. Okay. So anyway, so don't that's, do that's all of everything. those things. Right. So following, <laughs> said, so that's just parable, and um, and it's it brilliant. And um, so don't do any of those things. Now, let's say that you did want to play a Kender, and you don't want your character murdered, or you don't want to get beat up by your fellow players. Yeah. Here are a few things that will make it yes. work. Yes. Yes. So number one. Uh, Number one, um, discuss it with the other players. Communicate. As in, know how it's as in work. saying, hey, my character likes to pickpocket little trinkets and things like that from other players. Mm-hmm. Is everyone cool with that? Right. Is it okay if just like random little unimportant, non-critical items end up in my pockets and we can all just assume that that kind of happens over the course of the game for role-playing purposes. It's great. Like, if, you, if you're if you walking in and you're like, I'm playing a Kender, you can have this conversation in session zero, right? You should. Because you know, yes, please have this conversation don't, in session zero. Don't start playing a Kender and not have this conversation in session zero. <laughs> oh, my zero. God. <laughs> this has become a conversation about playing a Kender. Right. But if you're playing something else, like our particular friend, Anger Management, who has not decided if he's going to be stealing from the party or not yet... And you're going, you're thinking that you're going to do it when it comes up before you do it, discuss it with your party. Yeah, like right? at, at the beginning of a session, be like, hey, guys, I'm thinking my little goblin friend here is kind of greedy and is going to steal a few things from all of your packs and stuff. Nothing important, but just like little weird stuff. What do you guys think? Yeah, like, is that mm-hmm. cool? And you can find it later and catch me or whatever, and it'll be fun. Right. right? Exactly. Now, yeah. if everybody's on board with that. That's the first good part, right? So yes. good on you. Um, communication. Communication. Consent agency. Con- <laughs> consent and agency are, are going to get you the furthest. Okay. The next yes. thing is play above the table. Don't get into passing notes, right? Like no notes. if everybody's agreed that you can steal a little stuff, just say it right in game. Don't be clever about it. Just be like, oh, I grabbed that. Or, oh, I took that out of his pocket and write it down. And everyone else will be like, oh, you cheeky you know you cheeky goblin like Mm -hmm. that kind of thing or or roll off on the table and see what happens and see if they catch you exactly like but you know but do it it above the the table because you've because you've gotten consent you don't need to Mm -hmm. hide yes okay and lastly yep (laughs) and lastly (laughs) well we said be innocent like a kender but the true trick to it is don't be obnoxious right yeah like don't be annoying. 
this has to be something that you're doing basically for role playing purposes. It can't be the purpose of your character to like be like he 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 he. I'm sneaking and actually steal everything. Yeah, right? Don't be the like. Don't be the chaos grenade. Right? Like, don't be like, hey, I steal yeah. because it like fucks up every scene. Like, hey, we're at the we're in the we're in the palace. Guess what? I'm picking the king's pocket. Right? right. Like, like now we're all gonna no. get killed. Right. Right. Like don't don't destroy the story for the purpose of you having a mo what like one moment of giggles. Right. So right? let's go let's go back to the don't use the it's my alignment or what my yeah, character yeah, yeah. would do defense. Well, so we'll secondarily, the, and this follows playing above the table and discussing it with the other characters. And this is how I've successfully played a lot of Kender, which just then, you know, is broadly applies to this type of character, which, oh my gosh, I wrote an article about this on Gnome Stew. You about did. playing characters that gamers love to hate. I'm going to take a drink. Um, you did all right, you take where, a drink. You did the and thing I'm where you <laughs> quoted a Gnome Stew article. Hang on. <laughs> so... Once you have consent and you're playing above the table, it gives you the opportunity to basically ask the other players at the table to stop you, right? And you can't do it all the time as a player and you can't be obnoxious all the time as a player that you're like constantly running around and they constantly like have to keep a leash on you. But you can have that moment where you're like, oh man, you know, in character, I would absolutely want to be taking the crown off of this king. And you can like give everybody a moment, like, don't just say, oh, I take his crown, right? You say, oh, man, that crown is so shiny. I just want to start reaching for it. And that gives everybody at the table a chance to be like, I grab you by the top knot and you just squirm or whatever, like you're dangling, you can't grab anything, right? Like, it gives everybody that at the table the chance to play into that thing that you discussed because you talked about this, right? And you communicated about it, right? And so you're going to have a role play moment about it, right? Where you still get to kind of start to take the action and portray it, but you're not actually going to because you're not actually going to screw up the game for everybody else because you're not going to be obnoxious. Right. So for instance, um, if if our gaming group was the Guardians of the Galaxy... Uh huh. Um, this is this is 100% rocket, right? Correct. This when rocket steals the batteries in the batteries yes. in in uh in Guardians two, somebody yes. should have stopped them. Yes. Right. If that was at the table, yes. <laughs> right. Like he's it, he's fishing the batteries out, and you're like, no, no, rocket, rocket, rocket. And like, and somebody you know scoops them up and makes them stop stealing the batteries because. Because right. imagine later that you're the party, right? You you've uh, you've finished negotiating. You've got you get you get what's her face in the uh, deal, right? You get uh, mm -hmm. Nebula in the deal, and yep. you know you're back on the ship, and it's cool. And then the GM's like, "Oh, and by the way, uh, the entire that entire planet's fleet is now chasing you." Right, right? and that's awesome and then, as a movie. Right. It, right, it sucks as a role playing game because then everybody's like, "Why yeah. are they chasing us?" And then the guy us? who plays Drax's character is like, "Oh, because because Rocket stole those batteries." Right, and everybody's like, turns to the player and is like, "What the hell, man?" Right, because right. like for instance, the end of that scene, the Milano is like busted the fuck up and crashed on a planet. And mm -hmm. as players, you'd be like, "You dick! You just ruined our ship!" And then like, right. And as and as I recall, that's kind of what happens with Peter and Rocket anyway. Uh huh. And and you know that might be interesting, but I think it's usually safer and more interesting 
to not. I it, mean, it works it's better in a movie where where everything's under control than in a role yep. playing game. Now, now the one exception that I will lay out to that is if the GM turns to me and says. Ooh, Shelzy, look at this really awesome shiny thing, right? Because this is now an adventure hook. That's uh, different. Now, if we're playing Fate, and yeah, you uh, give me and Shelzy and Shelzy has a and Shelzy's trouble aspect is I have to have that, uh-huh. and the GM slides a slides a Fate point across the table. Oh, the, I'm taking it. Right, and there's also an implied thing that taking this isn't going to get everyone killed. It's just going to make things more interesting. Right, and that taking it is not going to destroy your story and game together because the GM is the one telling you it's okay for you to complicate like this, right? Right, and on top of that, on top of that, when you created Shelsey, you would have created that aspect and everyone would have been present for it and would have been like, okay, okay, I get what you're doing here. I see where this is going to cause problems. My aspect would actually be something like, ooh, shiny, or you must have dropped it. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Anyway, so that that's a that's a that's our deep dive. Brief, that's our deep dive. A brief intro into how to play characters that are not necessarily working with the party as a character while simultaneously working with the party as a player. And Evan had some quick fire questions. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So I'll ask the first one because it's um, mm-hmm. directed at you. Mm-hmm. So it says, send up. I heard you mention typing in ISBNs at work. Do you work in publishing? I ask because I listen to pandas while proofreading indexes at an internship with a publishing house. So the reference to ISBNs caught my ear. Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yes, I do. I work in ebook distribution and a little bit of digital print stuff. Yeah. So, Phil. Your question, if you could replace your new robo arm with an inspector gadget arm, which gadgets would you like to have? All right. So um, if I could replace my new robo arm with an inspector gadget arm, I think I would like to have. So the first thing I think I'd like to have is I'd like to have like a um, like a mini Keurig. Um, (laughs) I love I love coffee. coffee arm. I love coffee, but like I hate getting coffee at work, but it'd be awesome. Like, here's what I'd like. I'd like to just be able to take the K-cup and, like, uh-huh. put it in my bicep. And uh-huh. I don't even want to drink the coffee. Like, it just extracts the <laughs> caffeine out of the K-cup and shoots it right into my bloodstream. <laughs> well, and it doesn't then, even really have to be a K-cup because it doesn't matter what it tastes like at that no, point. No, no, but the K-cup's like a nice, like, it's nice, compar- it's like a cartridge, right? Like, I, uh-huh. like my, yeah. my bicep just, like, pops open and I just, like, take the K-cup, <laughs> slap it in there, and then, like, my eyes widen and I'm like, yep, back at work. <laughs> And then it just like pops out like and like just, you know, falls in the like falls on the floor. and I just slot another one in. So I definitely want that. Uh Um, I think I would like it also to work as a antenna for my cell phone because um, that seems to be problematic at times getting good, like Uh getting good reception or download. So I'd like I'd like my arm to to front for that. And then I think the last thing I would like is I would like if I could just put my work my ID cards for work because mm-hmm. I have um, a couple of different secure checkpoints I have to go through depending on which data center I'm in. It'd be cool if like I could just put those in my arm and I could just put my hand up against the door. Like beep, beep, like just and sail through doors. Mm-hmm. The yeah, cartridge cool. one the cartridge one's the first one. Like the caffeine right. the caffeine loader, that isn't that's <laughs> a must. All right. Good times. All right, send up. Um uh-huh. 
We're, this is a question for both of us. What are your thoughts on playing background music during a game to help set the mood? I think we actually did an episode on this. I think we did, but do you have in your in yeah. the quickfire version? So, do you have any thoughts yeah, the, on this? The, yeah, the quickfire version. Um, my quickfire version is I like it. Be really, really careful that it's not distracting or too loud. It's a bad idea at convention games. And in my actual factual experience, it tends to be too much cognitive load for me to effectively do while I'm doing a game, probably mostly because I'm also improving, so I can't plan it well enough to um, know the right order to put things in or whatever, or to necessarily know like what's going to happen next to plan for it. So it's not something I use very often. I think it can be really cool. Actually, I'm a big fan of this in my home games. Uh, I do it actually quite often. So my trick for this in home games is similar to what you said. It's never on too loud. It's always in the background. And I like it as kind of a, um, just kind of to help set the mood for a game. But the thing is, I'm busy. So it can't be anything that I have to do any work for. Like I can't make playlists and I'm not timing playlists to rooms. And I've done that for games before. So what, what I do now is I basically just go to YouTube and I find like some mega mix that's like one audio, like that's one video file. Yeah. And then I just play that. So for instance, in my Tales from the Loop game, I use a lot of Synthwave and a channel called New Retro Wave, mm-hmm. um, which is, it has no words and it's so very 80 sounding. Um, and it's perfect. <laughs> and I actually use that. There's a couple tracks that are really good for my 80s action movie world. Uh, games yeah. as well. Yeah. So I use I yeah. right. So I use a little synth wave for that. Um, yep. When I play DCC, uh, I actually put on Pandora and I just put on my my Man of War channel, which is just like warrior metal. Um, and I don't even try for that one. Like that one, like I just like I that's not even instrumental. That is just rocking out tunes because I kind of beer and pretzel that game a little. The farthest I've ever gone to set the mood for a game is I once made a like a TV intro for my All for One game where I spliced together a whole bunch of Musketeers um, movies and I put music from Three Steps from Hell, which is a band, uh, which is a group that specializes in trailer movie trailer music, and I built this like whole thing so that at the start of a session. I would play the video and it would have the song and all the sword fighting and everything else going on in it. It was totally badass. And it took me like a day to make it. Like, I I mean, I was, I mean, it was a lot of work. Like I was splicing like four different Musketeer movies. Might've been a little more than I needed to do. Okay. Final question. Final question. Do you have any recommendations for good ship battle games, either space or ocean? Uh, We can Uh, do this one quickly. We can. Because the answer is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say that actually I have only two answers and both of them are rooted in the 1980s. So <laughs> so probably not really that good. <laughs> so I don't know if they hold up to the test of time, but my two favorites uh, that jumped to mind when I saw this question was um, Star Frontier's Nighthawks, which is their space battle game, and the last Starfighter space battle game. So uh, yeah, we're um, we're we're heavy on advice about about stealing, uh, not so much on ship battles. Ship battles, yeah. I mean, the only game that I've played with ship battles in it any time recently that I can think of is the Fantasy Flight Star Wars game, 
And since it's the only one that I've played, I have no comparison point to how good or bad it is. Fair enough. And yeah. with and with that, uh, when we have exhausted our list of ship battle knowledge, it must be time to end the show. But before we do... Yeah, let me tell you about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. The Cypher Speak podcast is an engaging discussion that covers the evocative and inclusive settings of the Cypher system. Darcy and Troy are entertaining co-hosts who offer GM advice and ideas for use in your games. And they are also just both lovely people. We'll just say that. Indeed. And happy birthday, Darcy. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Darcy. Oh, my gosh. You're going to hear this way late. Way late. (laughs) If she's even listening. Happy birthday. If she's even listening. She's so busy. Oh, my gosh. You guys don't even know. Good. Say, Senda, where do people find us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pandas talk games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark Google Plus community and on the newly rebuilt website, misdirectedmark.com, which is still undergoing some cosmetic facelifts. And if you prefer, you can drop us an email just like Evan did, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And once is that they working find us. Again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Please send us topics. For a few more weeks, we're going to be doing this kind of AMA kind of thing. Um, it's cheeky. It's fun. Uh, ask your rapid fire questions. Ask us an in-depth question. We'll do our best to answer them. Uh, and then we'll return to our regular format. So keep sending us topics. We love to get them. We love answering questions that you have asked us. It's way more entertaining than answering questions that we ask ourselves. Senda, what else can you do with our social media information when you are playing a game? Well, you should take a picture of yourself playing that game with those awesome peeps and post it on the social media of your choice with the hashtag table selfie so that we can see it and swing by and like it because we love to see what you guys are playing and we want to like those pictures. If you like what we do here on Pandas Talk Games or elsewhere in the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. You can go to mm-hmm. patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons get all sorts of goodies. They get things like the bonus outtakes from this show, which there'll be a uh-huh. plenty. Uh, uh-huh. The after show from Misdirected Mark. You get our pre-production show notes. You get cool little things that we make. And when we do develop free stuff like Love and Justice or Rocker Boys and Vending Machines, you get early access to it before everyone else. You can be the coolest kids on your block. Another thing we like to do is we like to give it shout outs to some of our patrons each week. And this week, we are going to give out three shout outs. Want to do the first one? Sure. I totally would love to. Eric Bontz. Thanks, Eric. You are the Duke of Gators. Uh, we're, I'm going to roll up two of them in one, uh-huh. uh, the yeah. Sean Kelly's, uh, with a P and without a P. <laughs> Thanks, Sean's. Thanks, Sean's P and D. <laughs> and Stacy Winters. Thank you so much, Stacy. And if you are already supporting the Patreon or are unable to support the Patreon, which is perfectly fine, there is another thing you can do that we love and we're terrified that during the website crash we might have lost, but we did not. What mm-hmm. is it? You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every review that you leave actually really does help people find the show, and it makes us super happy and giddy. If you leave it somewhere that's not Apple Podcasts, let us know so we can stock it down and read it, because we're really only checking Apple Podcasts. We super duper duper appreciate all the reviews that are there so far, you guys. 
so much. So leave us a review. It makes us happy, and it makes Phil's arm heal faster. It does even indeed. If, even if he's not evangelizing it right now. Yes. Say, <laughs> Senda, show me what editing magic you're going to do to make this show finish on time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. So we were going to see Black Panther. Yes. Right. Yes, we were. So we. Wait, I don't know what story this is. So we're driving out to um to the Alamo. The Alamo, uh-huh. um, what is it? What's it? Draft House. Draft House. Okay, so first of all, let yes. me just say, um, uh-huh. here in Buffalo, we don't have Alamo Draft Houses. Um, yes. That's Terrible. pretty Terrible. awesome. Bloop. So skip that. So we're driving to the Alamo, back to the store. Okay. <laughs> back to the store. Okay. And as we're driving, there's this like strip mall off to the side. Oh, I know what story you're telling now. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's Casa Bonita. And I'm like... Uh-huh. Uh, okay, sure, whatever. And you're like, yeah, it's a Mexican <laughs> restaurant or something. And I'm like, mm, all right, it doesn't. It's terrible. Yeah. Right, it's terrible. And it doesn't even register with me. So then on mm-hmm. our way back, we're driving and you're like, oh, there's Casa Bonita. And I'm in the car and I'm like, Casa Bonita, Casa Bonita. And I'm like, why am I singing a song about this? <laughs> right? Like, like what? Like, why do I, why do I even have a song in my head about this thing? And then this like memory detaches and like floats to the surface. And I remember there's a South Park episode all about Casa Bonita where Cartman uh-huh. wants to go to Casa Bonita. And when I saw it years ago and years ago is correct because it's like a season f- I think it's like a season um, seven or something episode. Um, when I saw it many, many years ago, I just thought that was like a made up place. Like with the cliff yeah. diving and the, and the <laughs> cave and, and, and they, nope. you know, but as it turns but out, as you, as you explained it to me <laughs> and, and for people who live in the Denver, Wyoming area, um, it's a real place. It, it's a it's real, a real place. <laughs> it's a real yeah. place. And it's, and it's um, as awful as it's yes. portrayed in the uh, in the episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I did proceed to then show you a bunch of Google images of the interior of Casa Bonita because you were like, oh, we should go. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. I, I think I did no, say on going. several occasions we should, but I was promptly, um, I yes. was viciously, no. viciously shot no. down about. Yep. Um, yep. I was the one driving. You don't get to pick. <laughs> Now, the, the good part good. is, I'm just going to tell you this before you can cut this out, is that... Um, like, I'm not going to cut out the rest of all of this stuff. No, that stuff's genius. No. Um, <laughs> uh, this looks like Buffalo Wild Wings, except with good wings, not... Right. <laughs> not, not that shitty monstrosity. First of all, if you have 15 different flavors of wings, you have too many. Buffalo Wings come in only three flavors. Four if you include suicidal. So mild, medium, hot, and suicidal? Uh Uh-huh. Bloop. 
Yeah, and then okay. if you're Duff's, Duff's claim to fame is always that their medium is hot. Um, their hot is really hot. Like that's the their mild is medium, their medium is hot, and their and their hot is really hot. And then Duff's has a special suicide wing that you pay like extra money for the sauce. Um, I've had it once, and they come out and they're not like reddish; they're like brown. Do you have um, to sign a waiver? You don't have to sign a waiver, but they do charge you like a little extra and they bring them out separately. Like they don't yeah. mix. Yeah. <laughs> I did it once because we like, you know, we're like, well, how hot do they get? The answer is ridiculously is uh, it's like <laughs> past, the, past the point where it's actually fun to eat them. So yes, like we got like only like three wings suicidal, but even that like that Too marred much. the rest of my dinner. And yeah. a few hours later, marred a few other things. So, <laughs> was it like hot chicken takeover? <laughs> oh my god, hot chicken takeover! Bloop. Okay, okay, okay. We should do the show because we're like twelve. Minutes and in. when we start talking about colons on the show, it must be time to begin the show. <laughs> I mean, you haven't talked about masturbating yet, so clearly it's not time yet. <laughs> oh, is it, is that something we need to cover? I don't feel like not it is. Now, it just seems Adobe, to be a thing. Not now. <laughs> I sat down on my computer and Microsoft was like, there is an update available. And I was like, not now. I logged into my Windows machine to do something and the Adobe thing was sitting there waiting for me. And I'm like, not now, Adobe. <laughs> Weeks later, that joke still works. Yeah. Still funny. Yep. Still funny. Ridiculous. Still cracks me up. Bloop. Um. You don't have a song, do you? Uh, 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 nope. Uh, <laughs> let's just let's just go with nope. <laughs> so I spent the weekend. Um, me and Chris were tag teaming, getting a functional misdirected Mark website back up to the point that I did not finish editing Panda Stocking Games for this week until my lunch today. Uh huh. <laughs> and I just posted the outtakes about two hours ago. Yeah, let's. Uh, so with so with that, let's start the show. <laughs> Sorry, folks. How about waveform bonita, waveform bonita? <laughs> there Gonna you go. Gonna have a panda. Yep. There we okay, go. Okay, that was it. We're done. Excellent. Okay. Uh, meow, meow. Bloop. <laughs> boom, boom. Dun, dun. <laughs> Phil's arm <laughs> is starting to feel a whole lot better, but we'll talk about it in a minute. <laughs> And um, isn't that is, isn't that st- redundant? Kender Rogue. Oh, <laughs> well, she started as a Kender Bard, so I don't know. It nice. depends. That's right. I forgot. Um, <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Are you gonna run a D and D game so I can Shelsea finally play Birch. this character for Chelsea Birch Climber. <laughs> I, I at least it's closer. <laughs> it is both a tree and and a verb. Yes. <laughs> That's a how I'll remember it. It's a tree action. Tree, tree action. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> pine leaper. Um, <laughs> it is a tree. It's not even. It's more specific than that. It's a tree and forward momentum. Don't kill it. Don't kill it for me. It's a tree action. Right? I'm, I'm, Couldn't you do like Elm Runner? I mean, yeah, uh, Elm Runner. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm um, just saying, if it, if it was like you know, um, Shelsey Red Maple Swimmer. Yeah, that's really funny. I was thinking Maple Swimmer too, <laughs> but not Red Maple. <laughs> but not Red Maple. You're right. You I weren't thinking of thinking Acer Rubrum. 
you weren't thinking Acer rubrum, uh, the red maple, perhaps the Acer saccharinum, the silver maple. All right. So first of all, we're we're good on Inspector Gadget. Yes, I watched Inspector Gadget when I was little. Do 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 Inspector Gadget. All right. And you thought there wasn't going to be a song today. That was pretty good. I forgot about <laughs> it was pretty that. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I just finished. Send me your that petitions. <laughs> it's getting better, folks. It's getting better every day, folks. You're I can feel, feel the positive it. energy. I feel the positive energy coming down from the apple into my arm, <laughs> coming through you. Yes. The only thing that would make it heal faster is PayPal. <laughs> You could leave your reviews on PayPal. (laughs) On Patreon. Uh, Sure. If I wanted wanted to share it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Show me what you got. 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 A little long. A little long. But it's chock full of funny. (laughs) Now with extra funny. Last week was chock full of funny. Last week had not now Adobe, and which is just going to be a classic for forever. I want that as a t-shirt. And and it also had the like, <laughs> I feel the positive energy. It's the beginning of the, I feel the positive energy flowing from your reviews into my arm. <laughs> I, it's true. It's true. Now, I, open um, your waveforms to Panda verse four. <laughs> Bloop. Yeah, the Adobe thing that I want that as a T-shirt. Not now, Adobe. Not now, Adobe. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> we should end the show. The only thing worse than that is like Windows Update. Windows Update's way more annoying than Apple Update. Like Apple Update just pops a thing in the corner. It's like, um, hey, um, if you're not busy, I mean, if you are busy, it's fine. Don't do anything. But do you want to? Do you want me to do some updates? Windows One's like, hey, I'm gonna do an update like in an hour, dude. Like it just pops up. It's like, unless you stop me. If you don't stop me, I'm totally doing it. Right. Like, hi, mom. My dad. I took the car keys. Bye. Right. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> Please right. let's end the show. <laughs> Here we go. Please. Can Please. you say can you say bye? Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. Stop. <sighs>